Welcome to the podcast from St John's Muxton and St Michael's Lillishaw on this, the second Sunday after Easter. Special welcome if you're listening to the first for the first time, but welcome to all our regulars too. My name's Matthew and I'm the vicar. Let's begin with the Easter greeting. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us new life and hope by raising Jesus from the dead. This week we are beginning a new series of talks and we're joining with a number of churches across the town of Telford to look at the question, do you know him? If you are out and about, you may see posters advertising this campaign and really we're wanting to ask the whole population of Telford, whether they are churchgoers or Christians or not, do you know him? And today we're going to be looking at the uniqueness of Jesus. But before we do that, let's come to a time where we remember the things that we have done wrong, we remember our brokenness, and we come before God and ask his forgiveness and ask him to put things right in our lives. When I say, Lord, have mercy, would you respond with Lord, have mercy? When I say, Christ, have mercy, would you respond with Christ, have mercy, please? Like Mary at the empty tomb, we fail to grasp the wonder of your presence. Lord, have mercy. Like the disciples behind locked doors, we are afraid to be seen as your followers. Christ, have mercy. Like Thomas in the upper room, we are slow to believe. Lord, have mercy. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading today is from the Gospel of John and it's the first chapter and it's verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many people associate religion and faith with a way of life. Prayer, attendance at places of worship, meditation, good deeds, giving to charity, reading holy literature are all the things we would associate with people of faith. We might even say, just as followers of all religions practice certain things, these are some of the things that Christians do that make it obvious that they are Christians. All these things are good, but in themselves they're not the real deal. They only become important when they are expressions of something greater. At the heart of the Christian faith is an invitation into a relationship. We know from human experience that good relationships can be the most rewarding and fulfilling part of our existence, but that they require constant care and attention. At the centre of the Christian faith is a figure who invites us into a relationship with the power and driving force behind the universe. A human person and face who completely encapsulates the person whom, or the force which, we might call God. We human beings are limited in our comprehension and understanding, and as individuals we are only too aware of this. Yet within us is the physical, cognitive, emotional and spiritual ability to recognise that there is more in this world than that which we can understand. All throughout our lives we sense a deep need within us to connect with this realm that we cannot immediately know or understand. If we are able to begin to access this world or realm in any way, then we need some kind of bridge which spans the unknown with the known, the eternal with the temporal, the divine with the human, the, the out there with the in here. John deliberately begins his version of the story of Jesus as the Old Testament begins the story of God. He wants us to draw parallels and to understand that when he talks about Jesus, he is talking about God. From the outset and right through his gospel, John leaves us in no doubt that Jesus cannot be seen as just a wise teacher, a healer and miracle worker, or a courageous rebel, or any of the other things that are true about him. John makes it clear that everything about God is encased in the regular human body of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the person who bridges the unknown with the known, the eternal with the temporal, the divine with the human, the out there with the in here. By knowing him we are put in touch with the driving force, the reason, the creative power, the truth, the word behind the whole universe. And so we can be set free from the limitations of our humanity by being personally loved by someone who inhabits a world beyond our comprehension. Now there's no difficult hidden meaning here, but this was an extremely audacious story to tell in a time 2,000 years ago when to claim higher authority than the emperor of most of the known world, Caesar, was to invite hostility and even death. Reports and eyewitness accounts, however, kept coming out of Judea about this man who walked on water, who raised the dead, who forgave sins and experienced resurrection for himself. The evidence of these reports has left every generation since with questions which are of the utmost importance. Has the reason for everything come in human form to this earth, 
in an attempt to rescue us. To rescue us from the harm that it seems we humans cannot help but inflict on ourselves, each other and the environment around us. Are we being offered a way to connect with the original purpose of the universe? Can the self-destruct button that we so often press be reversed in us? Is there more to life than just this physical, scientifically observable reality which our five senses can detect? Jesus invited people who met him into a relationship of love and trust with him, making it clear how much he cared for them. He also made it clear that, in the future, people who would never meet him in the flesh could have exactly the same kind of vital relationship with him. So whether we're alive in 30 AD or 2021, we can know Jesus personally. So what to do? Well, we may think that this is such an incredibly preposterous notion that we dismiss it out of hand. We may want to have a think about it further. We may think we are Christians, but are not sure about this knowing Jesus personally business some 2,000 years after he'd lived. Over the next 10 weeks, we're asking the question, do you know him? And it's a question which is being asked of the whole town of Telford. As we get to know Jesus through the evidence we have been given. It's an invitation not to know more about Jesus or the Christian faith, but to develop a relationship of faith, trust and love with the one who is also the driving force behind the whole universe. Let's declare now our faith in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And please repeat these words after me. Christ died for our sins. In accordance with the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised to life on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures. Afterwards he appeared to his followers, 
and to all the apostles. This we have received, and this we believe. Amen. We come to a time of prayer. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear us when we pray in faith. We pray for your church throughout the world and ask for an outpouring of your grace on all who believe in Jesus. We pray for this diocese of Litchfield as we seek God's will for the future in our Shaping for Mission programme. We pray for our local churches, for St Michael's and St John's, as we consider the future after lockdown. Strengthen Michael and Sarah, our bishops, and all your church in the service of Christ, that those who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the royal family. And this weekend we pray particularly for them as they mourn Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. We thank you for his example and his service to our country. And we pray for your comfort for our Queen Elizabeth and for all her family. Bless and guide Elizabeth our Queen. Give wisdom to all in authority and direct this and every nation in the way of justice and peace. That we may honour one another and seek the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, for those who are fearful, whether it be as a result of volcanic eruption in the Caribbean, the build-up of troops on the Ukrainian border, war in Yemen, the planned withdrawal of troops in Afghanistan, the crackdown by the military government in Burma, the threats to way of life, because of climate change and rising sea levels. And we pray for those known to us personally who are troubled, those who have lost loved ones, those who are battling with illness. And we ask for your blessing, your peace, your comfort and your healing upon them. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember now our families and friends and neighbours. And we ask for your blessing upon them, that they may know the truth of your love.
Give grace to us, our families and friends, and to all our neighbours, that we may serve Christ in one another and love as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we say the prayer for today, the collect. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladdened the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord, give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. And we conclude our prayers with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen. Just to say that this week our annual parish meetings will be taking place during our morning service times. And if you want to catch up on what's been uh, going on in the last year, if you want to read a report from the church activities of 2020, then please do contact the church office and we will be able to email you a copy of the church report and the accounts if you so wish. Please pray for all those who are electing to serve on PCC. Uh, or as church officers, church wardens. Thank you for your continued support of the work of the church in lockdown. It's much appreciated. And now as we close, let's hear God's blessing pronounced over us. May God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen us to walk with him in his risen life. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us and with those we love now and always. Amen. <laughs>